Hey everyone, and welcome back to OK Ringo. My name is Harrison Garcia. And I'm Edward Bell. Thanks for stopping back. If you consider yourself a lifelong member of the OK Ringo Army, if you've ever called yourself a Ringo, a Ringette, or a Ringotopian, then you are in luck, friends, because for the first time in OK Ringo history, we're holding an open casting call. We're looking to turn this duo into a truo. It's trio. Uh, beg, you, beg your pardon? The word for three people that is a trio? Oh. I thought it was like like French. It's it's a word. It's English. Truo, truo is not a word. Well, you know, like bread, baguette. No. No. No, I don't. What the hell are you talking about? You know, we say bread. They say baguette. All right, so if you want to co-host this show with me, uh, please call us at 303-872-0751 and tell me why you know more about the English language than Ed does. Again, that number is 303-872-0751. Please send help. Nation have been, uh, basically announced that they're toying with this idea um, for what they're going to do with arena acts when live concerts start being a thing again. What they want to do is take like huge acts like Post Malone or Taylor Swift, somebody that would typically sell at arenas, and then bring them down to theaters so that they could sell at like half capacity. Basically, I'm wondering what arena act would you want to see in a tiny theater setting that you normally wouldn't get to see? Because they typically well, only play. Arenas. Hang on a second. Let me get this straight. So instead of going to see a Post Malone, a Taylor Swift, Foo Fighters, someone that would sell out an arena, instead they're proposing having them play, say, the Paramount in Denver that fits, I think, maybe two thousand people, and they would then only sell a thousand seats. So you would then see that same show in a theater but you're still having the social distance and the staff that has to show up to work still might get sick just so I can watch an arena show in a theater. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, but they're basically saying it to, that would be their first step back. So like that might be in like 2021 or whatever. Oh, I see. I see. I mean, I would love to see like a, like a Roger Waters do the wall at a theater. <laughs> okay. Because I don't think like that's ever happened. I think when the wall originally happened in the 70s, it only was in arenas. Um, and it's only been in arenas since, certainly. You know, so a show like that, that usually would be super big, I think would be awesome, you know? Yeah, I think anything like that with like the cool visual aspect of it would definitely work in a theater setting. But like a theater setting, like that's so different than seeing a, like a rock show in like an arena because like you're sitting down. Yeah, that's true. Although I've definitely seen shows at theaters where people have had to sort of navigate that a little bit, you know? Uh, Like I saw, I saw Scythian Stevens a few years ago, you know, at the Paramount, uh, which is a small, intimate theater, you know, maybe 1,500, 2,000 people or something. You know, I've, I've seen stand up there and that's usually better. And people, and it was, it was while he was touring his sort of electronic record. And so a lot of the songs were strange because they'd have these sort of quiet acoustic parts and then there'd be like the big dance part. And um, it was a lot of people getting up and then sitting back down. 
Uh, this was, and I'm not kidding. I'm not joking at all. They were, they were, you know, people would get up and they'd sort of dance and then like the banjo part would come back and everyone would like sit down and chill out again. Um, and yeah, it was weird as shit, but like, you know, it was, it was cool. It was, it was that record done live. Um, so yeah, I do think that it would be interesting, uh, to see like, uh, you know, like a Taylor Swift or, uh, Lord or, you know, someone like that, that it would usually probably be a little more like high energy. Oh, for yeah, like my pick, like I would want to see like a band like Slipknot. (laughs) 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 So, could they even get that many dudes on a theater stage? I don't know. 12 12 people. That's true. Yeah, they have to subtract another 10 people from capacity for the band. (laughs) Here's the thing, and I wish that I was the very first person to think of this joke Slipknot's already got masks on as a rule. That's true. That's true. They are. They're being... good to go, dude. They're good to go. They're, doesn't their drummer play in a roll cage so that he can do like the? I remember in high school watching videos of that dude. He would strap himself in and do a drum solo while they like hydraulically lifted him over the crowd and then like had him do like upside down tricks while he was playing drums. Right? Could they... you imagine some shit like that in a theater? Yeah, that'd be incredible. I think that's a good. That'd and the thing I think would be the best part is like so much of metal music is just like posturing, like in between songs or like the beginning of songs, just being like, let's open up this fucking pit. Or like, I yeah. want to kill someone. I want to see what those bands come up with, what to say in a theater. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to open up a pit in a theater? You know, <laughs> right. And unless you charge, <laughs> unless you charge a hundred dollars a ticket and that just covers any damage made. <laughs> That would probably have to be the way to go. Uh, Incidentally, since you brought it up, I do have to give a special shout out to the Hard Times, who yesterday came out with probably the best Little Richard tribute that I've seen anywhere. I didn't see Um, it. It it was it was basically an article saying like, "Hey, every punk and metal band that you like, that shit started with Little Richard, like in the '50s." And the video clip they showed, they're like, "Yeah, like here's him showing frontmen how to do it." And the clip is him playing piano, sweating his balls off. And then the piano, like like the, the, the cameraman, sort of like clips over to the audience. And it's on the audience for like longer than it really should be. And people start losing their minds. And when it clips back to the stage, the, he's taking his shirt off and is just whipping his shirt around his head, just getting people <laughs> riled up on stage. And it is like the most fucking metal punk frontman shit you could ever possibly imagine. And that dude was doing this shit, and it's a black and white recording. Dude, that's um, so. Yeah, the guy killed it. But yeah, I think a band like Slipknot would obviously be like super ridiculous, you know. Um, but I think especially like it's going to be interesting when shows like that still are half capacity social distance, you know. So you'll be in a theater where you'll have what someone on seat one, and then someone else in like seat three or four or something. Like, is that kind of what they're what they're talking about? I think you'd have to like there would be some sort of staggering, yeah. Like so, you'd sit yeah. with your party, but then you'd maybe alternate rows. I mean, I, I saw some of the maps where they're like, okay, nobody sits in like the first, depending on the size of the venue, like three to six rows or whatever, so that you don't get spit on by the singer or whatever. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. Because like you think about how hard it is to get tickets to an arena show under normal circumstances. You know, if it's a really popular act. Those tickets sell out so quickly. 
you know can you imagine when it's half capacity at a much smaller venue those tickets are going to be impossible to get oh yeah it would be ridiculous like you try to see somebody like post malone or whatever it's gonna be like 500 dollars a ticket it'll be the yeah. worst audience ever like <laughs> yeah that's the thing is the people who would like pay for that who could afford that probably are going to be the worst people ever you know although honestly if you go to any post malone show that you that's kind of on you you gotta you, you gotta know what you're getting into you know um and i like post malone i think post malone is incredibly talented but i think the people that uh really 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 like post malone are not the best people no they're, no uh, they're, they're, not, they're definitely not people i'd want to social distance with Absolutely you know not. like i saw you know like so the the annual three-day uh, fish playing at Dick's uh, soccer arena in Denver has officially been postponed for a full year. And I think that's smart because literally that band's fan base are just a health hazard on into themselves <laughs> under normal, sure. normal circumstances. You know, I mean, like, I don't know exactly how it works, but I'd imagine that coronavirus could live in dreadlocks for a lot longer than any other hair. Oh, for sure. It's going to be all over those nitrous tanks. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you know, all of that nitrous comes from China anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think a band like that, like a, like a Slipknot or a band like, like Metallica, you know, Metallica at a small theater today would be unbelievable. You know, and so I don't even really like Metallica, but I would totally go see that just to see what that's like, you know. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Or even like, like, like the stuff that you might not think about, like if you, you know, uh, it was, you know, whatever her last tour was, uh, Whitney got up super early and had multiple browsers open and got tickets to see Adele at an arena. And it's the only time I've ever seen anyone in an arena do like effortless crowd work. It was <laughs> wild, dude. Like literally Adele was on stage and in between songs. She would take like, several minutes to just like talk to people in the crowd like oh what's up how you doing thanks for coming like people were like and then like she'd bring them on stage to like take a selfie real quick and like everyone was really cool about it and then in between songs when she wasn't cracking like you know jokes that weren't incredible but still not what you expect from adele um she was just like doing crowd work with people so to see like someone like that who's so comfortable in an arena in a small theater i think could could be cool. That was a that was a long-winded way to defend you going to an Adele concert. <laughs> I have no qualms about it, man. She fucking crushed that show. You're not gonna see some shit like that at a post Malone show. I don't even know if that dude can speak English like intelligently. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Ain't no way that dude's doing crowd work from the arena stage, you know? Um, oh fuck. Yeah, for sure. Humbling around drinking Bud Light. Yeah, dude. Again, he's another one where like that guy just looks like if COVID was a person. <laughs> now that he's acting, he he acted in some Mark Wahlberg commercial or not commercial, um, some or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Did you see it? It was, it was not bad actually. It was pretty good. I didn't see it. No, he was, so, he was a prisoner. So was oh, like, okay, I mean, he was like sort of like uh, if I remember correctly, it was like vaguely Aryan Nation related. Um, gotcha. There's not going to be a lot actually, of acting range guy with that look <laughs> no no but it was actually like good i mean it makes sense like white dude with face tattoos who just kind of mumbles like it actually made a lot of sense and he had he had like several scenes it was definitely not like a cameo he was in that movie just as much as mark maron was in that movie they both were in like several scenes 
you know, there's, there's been a, a lot of people either talking about or outright doing drive-in comedy shows. And I've seen that, you know, Live Nation and AG have also been discussing doing something like that as well, where, you know, it'd be a parking lot situation. You know, so many of these large venues, you know, have pretty massive parking lots. So they're talking about doing a similar thing where you have drive-in, you know, you have a stage where the music is broadcast over FM, you know, radio or whatever, and then people stay in their cars. The problem with that, though, is like, how do people go to the bathroom? Yeah, that seems like logistically that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, but I also think that like it would be cool. Like, could you imagine like at Red Rocks, which for anyone who may or may not be listening, Red Rocks has four separate parking lots kind of in, you know, all around the venue proper. Can you imagine a festival where they had four stages and you just drove your car from one parking lot to the other? I mean, that'd be kind of rad. It'd be weird, but it'd be cool. In theory, but in <laughs> practice, it seems like oh, it's no, just going to be a... practice. It'd be a nightmare, of course. I did the. I tried to see fish, and I was stuck stuck in traffic the whole <laughs> the entire time. I was literally stuck <laughs> in between the fish stage and the Wu Tang Clan stage, just caught in traffic. And I tried to and get someone, out of my yeah. car, and a cop immediately told me to get the fuck back in my car. Yeah, no U-turns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Uh, uh, on that note, did you ever go to the Riot Fest when it happened in Denver? No, I've never been to that. Yeah, so I went, uh, uh, I went one of the years where it was at the uh, Mile High Stadium uh, where the Broncos play. And what they did is they didn't want to actually fuck the stadium up, you know, because God forbid it, you know, is not good for tailgating football fans. So what they did is they had the entire festival in the parking lot, um, like multiple stages set up in the parking lot. And it rained most of the day. And the two Sunday headliners, uh, basically two opposite ends of uh, New York music on one main stage, you had the Wu-Tang Clan who, you know, do what they do and drew a massive crowd. And on the other side, on like the sort of second main stage, Closing out that stage was The National, who are, <laughs> other than being from New York, could not possibly be any different than the Wu-Tang Clan is. And, and you were the guy, I don't know which one I want to see more. <laughs> no, I was the guy Why who watched The National. <laughs> there were maybe 100 people for The National. And because it had rained, I guess there was some issue with the sound on stage. So they were already not having a good time. Um, and like, we're clearly not very, you know, they're, they're not exactly like the, the most chipper dudes <laughs> anyway. Um, the national ever had a good time. Yeah. They've no, even when they're crushing it, they're not exactly having a good time. And, but the weirdest part about it was, was standing watching this, you know, quiet, delicately constructed indie rock while distantly from the other side, I could just hear like, yeah, I felt really bad for everyone involved, really, other than the Wu-Tang Clan, who sounded like they had a great set. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the thought of that in a car sounds, sounds, like a, sounds like a nightmare. How much are you going to pay to see something from your car? Because it feels like it's a lesser experience, but they're going to charge it like it's a premium, you know? Oh, of course they will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, I think you're right. I think uh, I think some crazy, 
you know, so like the crazier the show, the better. You know, that's why something like a, like a Wall Pink Floyd situation, or certainly I think Slipknot would be pretty killer in a very very small venue. You know, and maybe maybe that's what they do. You know, maybe twenty twenty one comes around, and they say, okay, you know, we'll 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 get back to touring, but you know, we'll only let anyone play in smaller theaters that are more you know socially distanced that does make a lot of sense right it would be interesting also to see if someone like yeah post malone's like all right i'm doing a week in denver now because i could saw this theater 50 percent fucking four times or five times or whatever yeah i'd still end up feeling kind of bad for the staff though you know who who, even if they show up in masks you know it's it's Having worked concert security, you know, when I was in college, I worked concert security for quite a you know number of years um, at, you know, all kinds of different venues, big and small. And crowd control is tough, man. Even under normal circumstances, it's tough. And then when you add in, you know, really rowdy crowd members who are either drinking or on drugs or both or just shitty people, you know, I, I've often told the story that the rowdiest show I ever did security for was a Hanson show. And it was just because people kept jumping on stage to hug the Hansons, you know? So it was crazy the amount of people who were just, you know, it was all women just jumping over the barricade on stage. So then, you know, if you were to do a show like that at a theater, there's nothing that's going to stop people from not showing up drunk and rowdy as hell. Yeah. And not wanting to social distance. You know, I can, I can already see a lot of issues, even if you try to do it right. Does Hanson still do umbop for the encore? I mean, what else are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. I can't name another Hanson song. I remember the encore definitely having uh, Twist and Shout by the Beatles was in there. And then, yeah, of course, of course, umbop. Um, you know, no question. And then it was a lot of, you know, they've been putting out records that, you know, no one's heard of other than the people that go to those shows um they're yeah, still yeah. They're, they're still they're still doing it so they played all the stuff from their newer records and then all the songs from the 90s concluding with umbop at the end of course <laughs> in most buildings is no matter which way you slice it going to push out virus you know even if it's a good ventilation system and i just i just don't trust that shit man yeah now that makes sense it would probably only be safe if everybody started wheeling in their own oxygen tanks (laughs) every (laughs) (laughs) that's what i thought you guys meant when you said bring your own mask got my oxygen mask yeah I mean, that would technically count. It does serve the same function. It would be a beautiful metaphor, too, because you're just walking around with an explosive tank, and that's really what wandering the world is like now. Yeah, you're, you're walking around with your own explosive tank that only helps you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, does, it does sum up a lot of things all at the same time. Um, that is true. Like, hey, I'm, I'm going to supply my own oxygen you guys are on your own for oxygen <laughs> it's uh bring your own uh, oxygen b-y-o-o <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh i fully believe within our lifetimes that's gonna be a thing oh yeah 
Oh yeah, that's why we need to invest in an oxygen bar right now. Dude, oh my god, an oxygen bar where there's comedy shows? Holy shit. That would be hilarious. Like, I wonder Another... <laughs> what people's reaction would be if you'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe you're having an inside show. And you're like, don't worry, we got everyone their own oxygen. <laughs> oh my god, dude. God damn it. You're totally... <laughs> God, the more I think about it, the more like that's kind of the solution to all of this, isn't it? Oh my God, you're gonna call all the oxygen bars in town tomorrow and be like, "I got an idea, guys." Are there oxygen bars in town? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if there are any. I know there are places that do the. I've seen like the uh, where they'll set up like a tent of oxygen or whatever for um, like those uh, like Taste of Denver and stuff. Just because like tourists will pass out right. or whatever because they're a mile high. So there's got to yeah. be some tanks. There's some tanks in the city. We can find them. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to the OK Ringo podcast. OK Ringo is produced by me, Harrison Garcia, and Edward Bell my co-host. We are available anywhere that you can find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Gramcia. You can find Ed on Instagram at NotMadeForTV. You can also visit OKRingo.com. We're going to put up information about the podcast and also live shows because, you know, we do those occasionally. We did them more in the before times, but uh, this podcast wouldn't exist had everything not shut down. So you can thank Uh, the coronavirus for this podcast. If you enjoyed us, go ahead and rate and review the coronavirus on whatever Yelp page you want to do it on. Doesn't even have to be anything specific. You got a restaurant you don't like? Go ahead, leave a review for the coronavirus and mention this podcast. Just make sure to drop the link, okringo.com, in any of those comments. We do appreciate it.